As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. Are you entertained? Sense the Scrubs, scrubs podcast. podcast. It is our favorite time of the year as podcasters. The year end ranking finally here for 2022. You're listening to the Scrubs podcast and are you entertained? I'm Trey Alessio alongside Two Fly Tie Tie, Glove Lender Cam, and K the Turtle Killer. Like I said, 2022 is almost over, and we, some of us, hopefully all of us, have been paying attention and soaking in all the pop culture entertainment the year had to offer we prepared our list for you we're still in flux it's top five top ten we'll figure it out on the fly for tv shows movies songs albums and more from 2022 i'll be revealing my honorable mentions to keep the top 10 list a surprise for our og podcast with the homie brandon that's coming soon so be on the lookout for that um we're gonna do it by going back and forth in descending order we can give brief explanations for each pick, and it'll be a good time. So strap in, and let's do it. We're starting with TV shows. Let's get Are you guys ready? Yes, sir. <laughs> I know Kate has a ton of TV shows. Oh, yeah. I'm, my list is packed. It was hard to pick. Every year, Kate's coming in with one one section that only has two or one. <laughs> right. That's why. That's why I had to throw in there. Well, some of us have paid attention. <laughs> I have to I have to focus my pop culture sections. I respect it. I respect it. All right, Cam, uh, you are on my list to kick us off. So kick us off with. Uh, so, OK, explain to us how you did it. You, you're do you have 10? Yeah. You have five. I, I did top five just for, you know, time's sake. I, I don't have an honorable mention for this one because I didn't take in a ton of TV. And, like, really, there wasn't a lot that stood out to me. I also don't have an HBO subscription that kind of knocks it down. <laughs> it's a call for help. Yeah, it, is, it is a call for help, but I do have a couple of HBO shows sprinkled in there, thanks to the homie Trey. Okay. Um, yeah. And the homie yeah. Grandma, of course. That's <laughs> good. Uh, <laughs> so this is your number five show of 2020. So starting off with one of, them, one of those HBO shows there, I started off with a show that I thought was going to be, like, really stupid – and not very good, and I thought I would just drop it after one episode, but it turns out I ended up loving it because it was so dumb, was Peacemaker. I thought Peacemaker was a really good show. I was very very impressed with Peacemaker. The music, I mean, knowing James Gunn, the music to John Cena's acting to the overall, like, I don't know, feel of the story. Um, What is is the sidekick's name? That guy is the best character on TV. What is his uh, name? Vigilante, maybe? Yeah, Vigilante. That guy is the best person on TV. He is so funny. 
Every yeah. time he's on the screen, I laugh. Uh, I just overall enjoyed it, so I threw it in at number five. Solid choice. Is it going to be uh, the so the soft reboot of the DC universe? Is it going to be Suicide Squad and Peacemaker? Look, I'll be honest. I, I don't care about all that. Keep what you got going good. Like keep the good thing going between you know some of the stuff they did this year. Keep that rolling, and I, I'm not worried about their whole universe yet. All right, that's Trey, right. You usually have a Google Doc going and throwing in the. Yeah, I print. I printed it off this year, so sorry. Let's go. Nice. That's twelve cents a copy. I'm right a there. boomer. I'm a boomer. Okay, Cade, you're up next. Uh, give us your like top two. <laughs> <laughs> I have three. I don't want to hear it. Okay. But at three, I have Marvel's Moon Knight. I think this is very good because it felt very different from a lot of the stuff they've been producing. It felt very comic booky, and. Uh -huh. Are all of your shows Marvel? No, no. I only have one Marvel show, which is Moon Knight. But Respect. I would say of everything that's dropped of Marvel this year, Moon Knight has by far been my favorite. And it is the thing I am really excited for from them. Whatever will they to or will we, will we see him in movies? Or both? I really hope so. He's awesome. Who do I you want to see him team up with? Deadpool. Him and Deadpool would be really funny. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Ty. Do you so have... I have. So I have ten. So you I'll give 10. you my ten through six, and then I'll give you my fifth. Okay. Cool. Uh, I'll just I'll just list my ten through six. That's perfect. Quick. So number ten, Big Brother twenty four. Ah. Great season. Um, number what? nine, Untold, the girlfriend who didn't exist, the Manti Teo Netflix documentary. Okay. Number eight, Moon Knight. Um, seven, Winning Time, and six, Manifest. Um, and then so my five my number five uh show of the year um Dahmer on Netflix okay. um, what's the actor's name that played uh Evan oh. yeah he yeah, the, guy, the guy from uh WandaVision yeah, yeah he, was in he uh really embodies what I would imagine Jeffrey Dahmer acted like he did a really good job a crazy cringy uh skin crawling show um that um does he deserve I, an emmy i yeah oh yeah for sure i would say so um and i didn't like that i liked it but i mean it was like an interesting watch for sure yeah i don't know i'm i didn't watch this show not that not because i'm like grossed out or anything i just it's more so like the popular netflix shows they blow up so much that i see like a million things on twitter and I don't know. That turns me off. Like, I don't want to watch. I don't know. I, I'd rather. You know it's going to go away in two weeks and you're never going to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something about the Netflix show that blows up every year where I'm like, I like Tiger King. I never even watched it because I felt like everyone talked about it. I don't need to watch it. I don't know. That's kind of like Dahmer. Although I would I would watch Dahmer. I still hear about Dahmer. So it's it must have some staying power. There you go. All right, number five for, for you. Dahmer. Dahmer okay. Um, We're back to Cam for number – or actually, i got to do my honorable mention. Sorry. Yeah, number yeah. 20 for Trey. This is 20 through 11, so I guess I'll okay. do 20 through 16. Sure. Okay, number 20 for me. I watched a lot of TV this year. Uh, Euphoria, season two. Oh, I forgot about Euphoria. Whoa, whoa, I'm so, hold on, can we pause for a second? I'm shocked how low this is for him. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. I thought season one was head and uh, like head and hills above uh, season two. So that I, I expected more, I guess. Okay. 19 was Our Flag Means Death with Taka Watiti, the pirate show. Uh, super cool, super inclusive, funny. Uh, 18 was What We Do in the Shadows. It's kind of like the R-rated vampire version of The Office. It is absolutely hilarious. Highly recommend. Uh, 17, Abbott Elementary. It's It has the, the feel of a Ted Lasso. It's just not quite there, in my humble opinion. Uh, I really enjoy the show, though. It's fun and cute. Uh, number 16 is Bel Air. Really loved the reimagining of Bel Air, uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, in a more dramatic sense on Peacock. Um, that was really good. And then I guess I need to reveal my 15th then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number 15 was Obi-Wan Kenobi for me. Um, I liked it while I was watching it. Uh, after I saw another Star Wars, Star Wars show that will be mentioned, probably not on this podcast, um, I I don't know. It didn't have the staying power that the other one did. So uh, it was fun. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. That's pretty good. Solid, solid honorable mention list so far. Yeah, okay. I, I I'm still surprised Euphoria was that low. Yeah, impressive. All right, uh, Cam, you're give us your number four. All right, and I know no one's gonna care, but this was this might be one of the most talked about shows in the entire world. And this year was Demon Slayer season two. Look, I everyone's, everyone's like gunning me a bit, but I'm telling you, every single episode, every single week, there was this show and another show that's going to be, you know, we're talked about a little bit, that I'm going to talk about a bit later. Every single Sunday, both these shows were number one and two trending on Twitter. And for a TV show to be number one and two trending is a big deal, no matter whether, you know, you like it or not. So this Demon Slayer season two, the art, I mean, the animation was just incredible. The storyline was great. And another well done season for Demon Slayer. I'm looking forward to the next season this coming year. So, yeah, that's my number four, Demon Slayer season two. So is Attack on Titan in that another anime that you really like? Is that it be- is? Yeah. And that that's the one I was talking about. They, they were coming out at the same time. So every Sunday you would have Demon Slayer and Attack on Titan to watch. Trey, the fact that you know Attack on Titan just shows how big the show is. That's fair. That's a fair statement. (laughs) All right, uh, Cade, give us your number, what, two? Yep. So mine, mine, I cheated. I cheated, but... She did. I cheated. It is The Boys. And I can't say season three because I have yet to see it, all right? (laughs) (laughs) But you assume it will be the the number two show. I assume it will, it will be better than Moon Knight. Well, considering <laughs> the rest of the list is blank. But uh, it's I think The Boys is an amazing show. It's a beautiful fresh air from the kid-friendly Marvel. It's just, it shows what superheroes would be like if it were realistic, in my opinion. Okay. So. The dark and corrupt versions. Yeah, gritty. It's awesome. So you haven't got to Herogasm yet. No, 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 I don't know what that is yet. That's pretty wild. I haven't, I haven't uh, been keeping up with the boys, so you have to let me know when you get there. Oh, All right, Ty, give us uh, your number four. My number four, uh, already been mentioned, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Nice. Uh, is my number four show of the year. 
Um, I think I liked it more than most people did. Uh, I really enjoyed, uh, spoiler alert, the Darth Vader uh, in it. And, Dude. Uh, all, all of the, that entailed. Uh, thought it was fun. Um, and I, I found myself wanting, like, wanting more Star Wars yeah. um, after watching it. So uh, that was my number four show of the year. I like it. I think Star Wars, I think Disney Plus overall is learning that you get more, you get more character development and ultimately a better show when you let it, let the show breathe and let it be more than six episodes. Um, we saw that with She-Hulk, which I actually really enjoyed. And I, and we saw that with, uh, Andor. So, yeah. Hold on. I was about to be really pissed off because I thought Ty was actually going to spoil something in Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would just be in character. We all knew Hay- we all knew Hayden Christian. Christ- yeah, yeah, we, I, we knew that. So. I want to go on record and say She Hulk was trash. I I also want to go on the record and say She Hulk was trash. It? No, don't. Then care. I don't want to hear. I did. All I saw was Meg the Stallion and She Hulk twerking. I said, what am I watching? What is this? Gotta watch it all for the payoff of the last episode. It's so meta and awesome. It's hilarious. All right, Trey, you're up. Okay, number 14 honorable mention TV show for me is The Offer. Uh, it's the show about the making of The Godfather with uh, Miles Teller and Juno Temple and others uh, on Paramount+. Plus. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought there was a little bit of cheese to it, but overall it was uh, super cool and fun and um, really grasped what it, it, it felt like a movie within itself in order to make the movie of a godfather the godfather so uh and you know me i'm the don and i love the mafioso stuff so uh yeah it was a super cool show if you have paramount plus i highly recommend the offer that's my number 14 show of 2022 all right where where are we on now cam give us uh what three yeah number three so number three for me was a, a show that's come up on trey's list as already it's uh the second season of euphoria and you mentioned that it's head head and shoulders above, which I which I agree with that season one is head and shoulders above. I agree with that statement, but I also think that you know it has such a unique style to it, like in terms of like the music combined with the acting, and you know the the like who they have acting cameo type thing. I think it's pretty neat, uh, especially like when you see you know spoiler if you if you haven't watched it, you don't plan to watch it. You know they're driving in the car and. Uh, you know, you got Trademark USA playing in the car. It's just little stuff like that that makes, you know, Euphoria, Euphoria, along with, like, the art style with, like, you know, the flashing lights. Like, a big theme of it is, like, the party and the drugs. Is it, I mean, with all those flashing lights, even when you're they're not in, like, a party scene, it makes you feel like you're, like, at a party and, like, you're, you know, let's say you were under the influence of something. Like, just those lights blurring by you. It's just, I think that's, inc- I think that's so crazy how they can do that kind of thing. So that's my number three there. The stylistic approach is definitely unique, and Stan, Sam Levinson is uh, very unique in that regard. That's why I'm looking forward to uh, The Idol with The Weeknd coming out on HBO. I don't know if you guys yeah. heard of that, but basically it looks like Euphoria, but Hollywood. Um, it's going to be wild, so be on the lookout for that. All right, uh, Cade, you're number one now, right? Yes, sir. Let's and I know I did not watch a lot of TV, but I cannot stress how good this show is. Cyberpunk Edge Runners. It is an anime based in the world of cyber, cyberpunk. And this this show has one flaw. And its only flaw was it was limited to 10 episodes. 
Other than that, I think this is one of the best single season animes I've ever seen. And the characters are flawless. They all have their own uh, arcs where they learn stuff. They they terrible people. They get better. They get worse. But the is biggest thing is, or are they coming out of season two, or is it done after one? Uh, they think it's done after one, but they're not. People speculate there's gonna be a season two. Okay. But if you have played Cyberpunk and you're disappointed with how it turned out, watch this show. You'll be even more disappointed because you would wish the game is more like the show. It is huh. beautiful. Okay. Interesting. All right, Ty. Uh, what are you on number now? Three? Three. three. Uh, my number three is I'm surprised Kate uh, must not have watched this show. And I'm thinking it's probably on cam somewhere. I would hope so. Um, is Andor. Uh, this is probably my favorite Star Wars uh, show and maybe favorite Disney Plus show so far. Um, really different tone out of Disney and Star Wars in general. Um, explored the Cassian Andor uh, character, and I really, really enjoyed this. It was uh, the it, it really could be interchangeable with one, two, and three here, um, but I, I put it at the three spot because it was I really enjoyed it. Don't you think it's just the embody like the pure embodiment of what Star Wars is? Like, yeah, that's I, what I think. I love I loved it, and again, kind of like Obi Wan, it left me wanting wanting more. See, really with Andor, it's crazy, like. It's and such I like a, how they touched on political. Yes, and, it literally. I can't believe Disney let them make that show. It's it's a show about fascism. It really is. It's like it's insane. It's so good. Like, yeah, if you I, guys, I don't know if it's on Cam's list or not, but if you're gonna watch another show in, in before the end of the year, make sure it's Andor. Yeah, I, I I definitely need to watch it by what you guys are saying. And and what do you what do you know? Uh, the best Star Wars show is without a lightsaber. I'm just saying. Uh, okay. Let's see. I'm on number 13 honorable mention. Uh, Mine is Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Um, Super fun, super entertaining, uh, very stylistic. Um, It didn't have the the staying power in my mind to make it actually into my my actual top 10. But I wanted to show some love. It's It's a super cool show and I can't wait for season two. All right. Keep it rolling, Cam. All right, well, you know, we can open up a conversation because mine's winning time here. (laughs) Cam, have you not seen Andor? I have not seen Andor. Um, But yeah, yeah, winning time. I love, first of all, I love John C. Riley as a, uh, as um, uh, Dr. Jerry Buss there. That he killed that role. Like, I've been, a sentence I've been saying is like, watch me paddle, motherfucker. Like, you know. That one scene where he's like, he's like, I got no money to do this. I can't pay him. He's like, watch me paddle. Like, I just, I don't know. All the one-liners are great. Um, the acting, and it's crazy how those players kind of, like, the actors look like the players. That's kind of crazy. But, you know, the humor in it, like, all the Magic Johnson jabs, those are fantastic. Peyton Kareem as this angry guy. It's just, it's awesome. I love it. Every part of it. Yep. Super see, fun. See what we, we'll be fun. All right, Ty. I thought that winning time was on my number seven. Thought winning time was sick. Um, yeah. Number two, I'm I'm sure this is going to be on on Trey's list, pretty high up. Um, is the bear? The bear. Uh, uh, absolutely awesome. Um, my only beef was it. It was the the shows were only, the episodes were only thirty minutes. Every time I wanted, I wanted more. 
um, and crank through it in probably like two or three days. Um, but a, a really fun uh, look at kind of the service industry um, and the Chicago style um, lifestyle. See, I'm surprised you really uh, connected with it because I know like the uncut gems, anxiety inducing. It wasn't. It was great, anxiety, inducing, but it was very. Anxiety but it was inducing. in smaller doses, yeah. which I could I could manage. Okay. Um, and what's uh, the main character's name? Um, Jeremy something White. Yeah, I don't he know. He did his a fan, name. he did a fantastic job. I think he should be. I don't know if he's up for an Emmy, but he should definitely be in contention. I would say. Yeah, he killed uh, it. And it, it really. It, I know all of us kind of in these I, these two probably haven't even seen it. They still call us chef and stuff. So I like yes, really, chef. It really uh, um, had a lot of stuck in culture. Yeah, right. yeah, for it sure. Was, it was fun, for sure. Okay, uh, my number two, my number twelve honorable mention is Westworld season four. Mm-hmm. Um, R.I.P. This is yeah, R.I.P. Because they cancel it, and it's really annoying because they season two wasn't great. Um, season three was on the right path. This, I think they stuck the landing and really got back on track. And I was hoping that they could land the plane with season five and really wrap it up. But season four of Westworld, it it was like almost scary for me because it felt like that is where we're headed. And I don't know how to explain it more than that. It's just spooky. And I thought, uh, they just did a really cool job with the design of the the world building, and it was super cool. Um, so Westworld season four was number twelve on my list, and your number Cam's one. Cam's number one. No, he already said winning time. Oh, that was your number. No, one. that was my number two. Oh, that was your number two. Sorry. Yeah, and just one more note going back to winning time. I think I also enjoy it because of how much I enjoy basketball. Like I, but this is another show that you could enjoy like without knowing the basketball. Like I would, I just want to throw that out there. Can I say something before we get to the number one? I was going to say it with music, but it makes more sense to say it now with TV shows. And I kind of didn't touch on it. Cyberpunk, going back to my number one, that had one of the best soundtracks to match the theme I have ever heard. That, that It was so good, I would listen to the songs outside of just the TV show, like the main theme song. I've never done that. Songs or are they like, is it like score? Like, is it like music without words or is it actual song? No, it, uh, depends. Some of them's music without words, but most of them are, have words. But it is perfect. Cool. cool. All right, Cam. All right, number one. You already know what it is. We've mentioned it, or I've mentioned it. It's Attack on Titan, the final season, part two. Part two. First of all, spoiler, if you haven't watched it, it doesn't even end. There's going to be a part three to see the final season. But this show, I, like like I said before, it was literally a global event every single Sunday. It was insane. Number one trending on Twitter that many weeks in a row. Multiple TikTok sounds that aren't even in English. Like, I'm telling you, this show is crazy. If you're not on the wave via YouTube right there, and Kate, he's not caught up. If you're not on the wave, you better jump on before this next season because it is insane and you need to get on this. This show is crazy from... The writing, from the animation, the story, the the you know the the themes that they're playing with—it's crazy. I have never seen a show as good as this. It's my favorite show of all time. I'm ready to say. Oh, it. Uh, I can attest to this show. The only reason I have not watched it and I will be watching as soon as it comes out is I only watch it in English. So, <laughs> but you're, I can't uh, wait that uh, long. You're a sub, not dub. Or yeah. Well, 
I can't. I, I have to. I can't wait. Like it will drive me crazy. I yeah. have to know what happens. Okay. All right, Ty. Give us your number one. Number one. Um, Ozarks. It was our nice. Marty Bird, the OG. They finally it felt, finished. It felt like it came out a long time ago. Right. Um, I had to like actually look up if it came out in 2022. Yeah. And it did. Um, and it it really was this whole show from the first season to uh the fourth really was uh, a fantastic. I think if Deep. I had to make an all time, you know, my favorite shows, I think it would be cracking the top ten potentially. It was a. I, I really enjoyed best it. Netflix show of all time. Oh, I have to think about all the shows on Netflix, but it's definitely up there for sure. Yeah. Um, you so you like how it ended? Yeah, I, I, a lot. Of, some people have beef. Um, but I, I personally liked it. I didn't. I I I really like the characters. I like Marty Bird, Wendy, the um, Wendy's Ruth, the real gangster, Ruth, and um, I thought it was a really well done show. I don't know who the director and producer is, but they did a really good job. Um, and every time I go down to the Ozarks, I, I, I think of Marty Bird and, and doing some money laundering. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else or shall we move to movies? Wait, or do you have another honorable mention? Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell mine. Yeah, come on. Sorry. My uh, number 11 honorable mention for TV shows is Hacks Season 2 on HBO Max. Um, just super funny and super uh relevant and woke and just it, it's just great highly recommend if you're looking for a fun uh show so all right let's uh kick it to movies then shall we so are we doing it the same way like you have five and you'll give your do you have honorable mentions that you want to list i got a couple i mean nothing okay. crazy. Good. list your honorable mentions and then i guess you'll be on five right yeah, and this is more like a, a bigger nitpick than anything. Like, all my honorable mentions are, like, Black Panther, um, Thor, Love and Thunder, and Doctor Strange. But to the, say all three of those movies are, like, what? The Marvel movies. Yeah, and that and here's my problem. Normally, my Marvel movies, you guys know me, it's the Marvel. I've been on the Marvel train, but it, I'm disappointed. Like, I actually liked earlier uh, – this is going to be the hottest take probably said today, but I liked earlier Phase 4 than I do now. Like, I liked Eternals. I liked Spider-Man. And what, I'm trying to think. What else was there? Like, Cap no. Like, Black Widow said All the TV shows, basically. But, yeah, like, I liked that. I Like, I, you guys know me. I'm high on Eternals. But, like, I like that setting up bigger things. This, while some of them, like, Thor felt like it did nothing. Thor literally felt almost pointless. Um, Doctor That's my only beef with the Marvel movies now. It feels like is they become so cookie cutter. Yeah, and I thought Black Panther was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, that was the best one out of this year, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's a tough movie to make. But, yeah, those are my honorable mentions. So, I'm just I just wanted to throw... Throw that out there. And then I also wanted to throw out one that, and it's not an honorable mention, it's one that I'm yet to watch, but I've heard fantastic things and I'm going to watch it. I just need to get the willpower to watch it. Is All Quiet on the Western Front. It's a World War One movie that's in German, but I've heard it's awesome. So, like, that's my yet to watch there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, are we doing all the honorable mentions or are we doing am I yeah, throwing Give us your honorable mentions and then tell us your number five or whatever. Okay, yeah. So that was all my honorable mentions. But my number five was actually a tie. I couldn't pick. I tried. 
and it's uh this might be a surprise but uh it's hustle with the adam sandler movie i like that movie a lot and the redeem team documentary i really like both of those i don't know if the documentary counts but that's all right. Hustle. I thought Hustle was a really fun movie, especially I think you had to love basketball to watch this movie with all like the cameos and NBA players. I thought Anthony Edwards was awesome in that movie. He's he's such a fun personality. But I, I, I think I enjoy seeing Adam Sandler in like serious roles. I don't know why, but I just think it's impressive whenever he does. And it's almost like a love letter to basketball. If you enjoyed basketball, you definitely enjoyed this movie. I thought everything from the music the acting to the actual basketball like because that's such a nitpick for me is like in a sports movie when they have actors try they're like oh we'll get the actors we'll figure out the basketball later and then you get like quarterbacks throwing balls like that and it just looks terrible but when you have nba players doing it it looks pretty good so yeah that was my number five okay uh kay do you have how many movies do you have uh i guess you could say i have six but i Give us your mention in the Am movie. I wrong? Did Doctor Strange come out this year? Yeah. Did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna get the cookies out of the way at four. Uh Doctor Strange, Thor, and Black Panther too. Uh I've been really disappointed with Marvel. Out my favorite out of these three is Doctor Strange. I think Wanda did a really good job of being a villain. She was actually kind of like scary. Like I think that fit her character very well. Black Tan- Black Panther two was a big disappointment. I I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of bored watching that movie because I knew exact. I've seen as a hundred Marvel movies before. I know how it's gonna end. I was never questioning what was gonna happen really. So, and then Thor was just. I watched it. Okay. All right. All right, Ty. Give us yours. All right. So you have. So I actually have. I have ten, and then I have honorable mentions. Sure. I actually saw saw more movies than I thought this year. Let's go. I saw a good amount. Good I just, job, Ty. I saw a good amount, but I don't know if I was blown away by a ton. So always, always through my honorable mentions. Um, Trey's gonna be shocked by the first one. Fablemans is an honorable mention. What? Um, I wanna wanna give my flowers to Minions. So that's Ryan. like number ten. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! You're about to tell me Minions is better. Than no, Fable. this is. I didn't. I didn't rank the honorable mentions. Okay. This is all, all, honorable, right, all, all right. honorable mentions. Okay. So my honorable mentions are Fablemans. Minions Rise of Gru, that movie was, I mean, it set 2022 on fire. It really did. Um, you guys are also going to be surprised by this one. Batman is a honorable mention. Uh, Thor, Love Thunder. is this a, guy off the pod. <laughs> Bullet Train uh, is an honorable mention. And my last honorable mention is where the crawdad sings. Then I'll give you my 10 through 6. Yep. Number 10, Luckiest Girl Alive, a Netflix uh, show with Mila Kunis. Uh, absolutely mind-boggling, shocking, just like crazy storytelling in this movie. I would definitely check it out. Um, number nine, The Adam Project uh, with Ryan Reynolds. Better than Batman? That movie was awesome. Better than Batman I, I, watched, I watched that movie. Uh, better than Batman? Better than Minions? <laughs> that movie brought me a lot of joy when I was really sick. So I have a soft spot for that. Project okay. okay. Number eight might be a little shocking to some that it is this low, but depending on how you feel about the movie, um, Avatar: Way of Water uh, made number eight strictly for the visuals and the groundbreakingness of really kind of piggybacking off of the first one, but just doing it the visuals a little bit a lot better this time. Um, so that's my number eight. Um, number seven, Doctor Strange, um, and then number six is on Cam's list: uh, Hustle. Okay. 
Yeah, Hustle, baby. It's a good movie. It's a good we, movie. We can nitpick the, the actual rankings, I guess, but interesting. I like the list. I'm still scratching my head at the Batman. He threw the Batman on the same level as Minions. I just can't believe this. I didn't see it in theaters. I watched. I well, that was your one. first mistake right there. That was I watched your first it on mistake. HBO at home, and I was kind of like, I wasn't fully focused on it, maybe, but I wasn't as high on it as other people are. Okay. Well, I know we're gonna get into Batman later on somebody's list, so we'll we'll discuss it then. Uh, I'm gonna give my uh, honorable mentions, and then uh, my yeah, I, my whole list is honorable mentions. So uh, number twenty movie, I've seen a lot of movies this year. Uh, number twenty movie for me is Avatar: The Way of Water. Um, this may be a little spoiler, and I'm sorry if it is, but it's literally yeah, plug your ears. You know, skip ahead if you're listening to this and haven't seen it. <laughs> Literally the same story, but underwater. Sprinkle in a few family members. I'm a I'm a story over visual effects guy. The visuals were cool. Give it every award for the visual department. But the story-wise just didn't do it for me. That's why it's so low on my list. Um, but it's still number 20. I think I've seen close to 40 movies. Uh, this year it still deserves love because of those crazy visual effects number 19 is nope uh really i i did enjoy that i liked it more than us uh, i think that deserves a little love uh 18 i have a pixar movie it's turning red from earlier this year didn't really quite get the love that i think it deserves because it went straight to disney plus but really fun cute movie um, this next movie, I actually want to have a quick word on because I have a lot of thoughts, and that's Blonde, the uh, Marilyn Monroe movie with Anna de Armas. Um, it was so critically panned. Uh, so many people hated it. I think it became cool to hate on it. Um, I viewed it with an empathetic lens, I guess, and I felt I felt like people were going in thinking it should have been a biopic, and they explicitly said from the beginning it was not um it's a fictionalized view of marilyn monroe i think if you view it with an empathetic lens you see it in more of how hollywood fucked her up and how the men of that era fucked her up um i don't know i have a lot of thoughts about this movie i i remember seeing the twitter reactions and saying it's so misogynistic and i felt like Jesus, I, I, I see the value in this movie and the fact that I see that made me feel bad because of how everyone said it was so shitting on women. Um, I don't know. I think there's some value there. I think there is um, something to be said for unapologetic filmmaking, um, and that's why I wanted to at least acknowledge it on this list. Uh, so sorry for the, the soapbox moment there. Number 16 is uh, Elvis. Thought it was a really good biopic, uh, super fun. And my number 15 uh, honorable mention is a slasher horror movie that actually is a trilogy, but this one is the first one, X, uh, with Kid Cudi and Mia Goth. Uh, I'm not a huge horror guy, but this was this was really good. So there you go. One, I want to interject one thing on um, – I have seen Nope, and I purposely left it off my – uh on Women's you weren't Disney. a fan i think it was probably my least favorite movie that i saw wow. this year um not hating on on jordan peele i think he's a, a fantastic uh director i just think he missed on that one 
I don't know. I think there's some value to note, but I need to watch it again. I need to watch it again. Um, okay, let's keep it rolling because I know it, it, we've already kind of gone and we have a lot more to go. So, uh, Cam, you're up with four. four. Okay. Yeah, and my my number four, and I, I ranked it a lot higher. Like, I'm not – like, I saw, I think, close to 20 movies this year. Um, and I ranked Avatar The Way of Water up at number four because while it may have been very similar to the first one, I thought they were presented with a massive challenge that is almost unheard of. I mean, going 10 years and to make it a direct sequel is like, whoa. Like, that's definitely a challenge. And while, like, at first I was like, okay, wow, I'm basically watching the same thing. Like, I was a little buttered at first. It turned out to be a little more interesting this time. Like, you say throw in this, throw in that, but it presented some, you know, challenges that we hadn't seen this kind of this kind of group, this kind of cast take on before. And I thought that added another layer but I think it also kind of set up the future for this, you know, this series, saga, whatever it is that we're getting. Because we know we're getting more similar to the way that Dune, you know, Dune was seen to some as like, OK, this movie was slow, but it was kind of setting the stage for what's to come. And I think this was very similar to that. And, I, and of course, the, the visual effects were crazy. For sure. For sure. I'm glad it resonated with you, my guy. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. And I wasn't expecting to like it. Like, that was the thing. I think that always gets me. That's always a big theme for me. It's like, if I'm not expecting to like it, then I end up liking it a lot. <laughs> yeah, was that, was that your number five or four? Four. Okay. Okay, uh, Cade, you're up with four. For my four, I have Vengeance. This is the one that we watched together. This one's a thinker. This one makes you think real long and hard. It's got twists and turns. It's got really good actors. And it kind of it kind of gave me don't look up vibes like it was kind of I can see that I don't know how you say it is it corny is that the word it, satire. yeah satire satire but yeah it gave me big don't look up vibes but it, it's definitely worth the watch it will keep you entertained and interested I will say I think it's probably the most underrated movie of 2022 yes uh, yeah yeah not a lot. Of, not enough people talk about that movie. I, I'm glad it made your list. All right, Ty, give us your four. So I, I'll give you guys my five and four. I haven't given you guys my five yet. Um, number five is a movie that we just recently saw. Trey, uh, the whale. Brendan yeah. Fraser yep. deserves an Oscar for that one. True. Um, he did a fantastic job in that role. Um, just kind of mind blown at like the movie shot in really one scene, one one location. One location um, and kept me interested and involved pretty much the entire movie. Um, and I love when, so I, I love when movies can like draw like physical emotions out of you. Like I was, you know, at the movies you get your popcorn, your, your, uh, your candy and stuff. Like I had M&Ms and I, I physically lost my appetite during this movie because it, like, it was just so like, gut wrenching some of the things that you're that you're watching um so yeah it, it well deserved to be in the top 10 um and that's my number five number four another movie i just recently watched um it's a murder mystery super hey. fun um a blast of a watch um glass onion the sequel to knives out uh it, it really is fun and keeps you has a nice twist and uh a little bit it keeps you guessing um and the detective i don't know his name uh, Benoit Blanc. No, I know his character name. Uh, I know his, I, Daniel I, Craig. Yeah, he did a fantastic job. I, I 
I really enjoyed the glass onion. That's my number four. Solid choice. Um, it's fun. It's fun to think that that director also directed the last Jedi. So just take that as you will. Hmm. Uh, okay. My number 14 honorable mention of 2022, the unbearable weight of massive talent, the Nick cage movie. Oh the my God. Funny yeah. and hilarious unbearable weight of massive talent i really enjoyed this i thought it was hilarious uh very tongue-in-cheek and just spot on and i i enjoyed it it was it was good cam must have not liked this one i didn't i didn't see it i had no intention of seeing it this movie looked terrible i'm sorry oh, I, every everything cam goes oh my god no he doesn't see that <laughs> nicholas cage i just it's like they ran out of ideas man they just had nothing else to do you're not a fan of like the meta-ness? I don't know. I don't know. So you when you say I, I think this movie is like unique and worth telling, like it's funny. Whereas when you say they're running out of ideas, that's when you get like cocaine bear that we're about to see. Like Yeah, that's another that's another one. Yeah, that's another one that's like, oh my god. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. Okay, let's keep it rolling. Uh Cam, give me your number three. Yeah, number three, um, some might say this is low, some might say this is high. I think it just depends on what you thought of the movie, but I think everyone ended up liking it. It's Top Gun Maverick. Um, went in, you know, I, I've seen the first Top Gun. I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. This, you know, I, I think it's very fitting that Top Gun and Avatar are like right next to each other <laughs> because they're both very similar movies to their predecessors. But again, you know, you're presented with different challenges with, you know, certain members of the crew and i just thought it made it really fun and interesting i don't know why like i i thought that was a theme with sequels this year is they made it a little more interesting than they are usual and this like even though they're very similar movies i felt like they're you know set in stage for even more things to come like i'm not saying i want more top gun but i'm saying that it could happen like where you focus on i can't even think of the guy's rooster yeah rooster is it rooster yeah yeah, where you can see Rooster going somewhere and doing something. I'm not saying I want that, but it could happen, and I would I would watch it because I would find it interesting because I thought Miles Teller did an awesome job. So, yeah, Top Gun Maverick just really pulled on a lot of that nostalgia. Yep, definitely nostalgic. All right, uh, Cade, give us your three. Just to be clear, I'm on my two because the Marvels took up my six uh, five four. Okay, sure. Yep, uh, it was also my number two is Top Gun Maverick. He talked about it. I don't need to say a ton. I will say, huh? You just give it the retweet. Yeah, I will say though, I think it's better than the first. If you have problems with that, come at me. I agree. I agree. All right, uh, Ty, give us your what three? three. I'm on number three. Um, I don't know if everyone's seen this movie. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun. Uh, I'm a big Christian Bale fan. Uh, Amsterdam. I uh, thought that was uh, a, a really interesting kind of uh, period piece, um, and uh, I, I still, I, I it's a tale of a good movie. When I still think about it, when I saw it at the beginning of the year, and I'm still like thinking about it um, towards the end of the year. Um, so that one really stuck with me. I had a lot of fun watching it, um, and yeah, that was my number three. Okay, uh, my number 13 honorable mention is a movie probably not a lot of people have heard of or seen. Uh, I saw it on Hulu. It's uh, Jared Carmichael. 
Uh, it's called On the Count of Three. It's a very, very, very dark comedy. Uh, it's, it's essentially about two best friends who make a pact to, well, one of them wants to commit suicide and the other one, they, they essentially like, they both want to commit suicide, but they say this is going to be the last day and they make the most out of that day. And it just keeps going on and on. It's very, very, it's very, it's, it's dark comedy, but at the end there's a little hope and um, it was good. I, I think it's definitely worth a watch if it comes across a streaming uh, platform for you guys. So on the count of three, number 13 on 2022 list for me. Uh, where are we at? KM go for two. Two, yeah, and some might say this is ranked rather high, but I think this movie really, like, I have thought about this movie ever since we all watched it as a group, was Vengeance. I thought that movie, like, all the time, the thought that it provoked in me was just like, you know, it's a great take on, like, current day society, and not just, like, the technology, which that's wrapped in there. The technology, it's like a what's right versus what's wrong, a huge take on like polarization in the United States and like getting to know somebody before you actually it was, it was, getting to know somebody before you actually, you know, make a judgment on them and, you know, kind of putting yourself on a pedestal and why, you know, that can present problems for, you know, that person, but also other people as well. Just like I said, it provoked a lot of thought in me. And, you know, the ending was like, whoa, what's going on? You know, this and that. And I just I thought it was awesome. I like I said, I have thought about it almost, you know, almost every day since we have kind of watched it. It's good. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. So, Ty, this is the uh, BJ Novak, the, oh, the dude yeah, from yeah. The Office. It's not Apple. Uh, it's actually we saw we watched it on Peacock. Oh, I um, yeah, it, it is really good. Uh, Ashton Kutcher has a really cool role in there. Um, yeah, it's really good. Like, like I said, I think one of the most underrated movies of this year, not a lot of people are talking about it, but it is really good. Yeah, and like all that, and then like incorpor- incorporate is the fact that it's funny. Yeah, it was like it's funny, but like, then like you, you smart humor. Yeah. Yeah, but then it kind of turns on you, and it's like, well, you know, you're laughing, but like here's this that's going on with it. I don't know. I thought it was incredible. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, you, sure. you'll, you'd like it. You'd like it. All right, give us your two. My number two, uh, is, Bardman said, is Top Gun Maverick. Uh, I also think that it was uh, better than the first one. Um, a little bit more, um, like Cam said, interesting. And I think Trey and I were talking about it, and I agree. Uh, like the first one is kind of like the Top Gun Flight School versus in, in this one they're actually like there's real it, stakes yeah. yeah um i i thought that was more interesting and i'm a big miles teller fan in in general so anything that he's in i'm 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 all in on so top gun maverick that's my number two all right my number 12 honorable mention is one that's already been said a couple times or maybe just once i don't know uh that's amsterdam uh, I really wanted this movie to be more. I wanted it to be like great. It, the cast is incredible. There's so many people in it. Uh, it ended up just being fun. Uh, it, it's a good movie. It, it it wasn't like insanely good. I thought it it was what it is. Like it was fun. It was fine. So uh, yeah, that's really all I have to say about Amsterdam. But uh, all right, let's keep it going. I think I might have a guess as to what Cam's is going to be, but I'm interested for – oh, both of you guys probably will agree. All right, give it to us. Yeah. 
Um, so my number one, I can't believe Ty dumpstered this movie to start the uh, to start this podcast, but it's the Batman. To be clear, this <laughs> is also my number one. I like I said, I can't believe Ty dumpstered this movie to begin with. But first of all, I just want to like I just want to clap hands for DC because like I know I know they were not hands on with this movie at all, really. Like and props to them for that because this movie was awesome. I went in and I was like, oh my God, Robert Pattinson's Batman. I saw the headline. He's like, he's not putting muscle on for this movie. He's refusing to do it. Like, I was like, what is even going on with this movie? How is this Batman? And I go in and that opening monologue where like, you know, you get the, it's like that light is more than just a, it's more than just a signal. It's a warning. And he's like, 12, two years of nights have turned me into a nocturnal animal. And I was like, I, I had goosebumps. I'm like, whoa, this is this is about to be serious. And it was awesome all the way through from the music to the world that they built. I cannot stress enough. The world that they built was awesome. Like a dark, best gr- really gritty. Movie. What you got? Best Gotham of any Batman movie. Would you agree? I would agree. Best Gotham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, dark, gritty. You can see how the world had an effect on how, you know, Batman was in the movie. It was so cool. The, the music, even if Nirvana was playing like the whole time. <laughs> no, I thought it was awesome. I just, I can't say enough about the movie. Like, I, I love the, you know, the murder mystery there kind of is to it. You know, Batman's on the chase. What's up? Sorry to interrupt you again. Uh, no, you're good. I was finishing it up. Right? What? You kind of saw it in theaters, right? Yeah, yeah, I went and saw it in theaters and it. To add on to it even more, it was storming out when I watched it. So, like, when it opened, I was like, whoa. That's cool. It was awesome. You, ha- I think you had to see it in theaters to really get the effect of it. I thought it was awesome. I- I've seen it five times this year alone. Wow. And the theater was insane. All right. For anything me, to add, Cade? Yeah, uh, I agree. The take on Batman, the, the scary, I'm going to... I'm going to rid this city of crime no matter what is awesome. Got, goth emo Batman is so <laughs> sick. It fits him so well. And I will just say, it, the only scene you have to watch to know this movie is number one is the scene where it's the Batmobile, but it's not yeah. the traditional Batmobile. It's the badass Charger going after the Penguin. That scene is so top superhero scene. The, the ending moment. <laughs> the ending moment where the, he's upside down. I love how they they let the shot go. They they showed him walking all the way up to the car upside down. Yeah. It's so cool. So cinematically, cool. Actually, think about it. Beautiful, cinematically beautiful. Yeah, I think it is up there with the uh, the Dark Knights. Yeah, those ones. I I think the only thing holding it back is the strength of the villain. I don't think the Riddler was as good as Heath Ledger, Joker. I think that's but a, don't sell the Riddler short. That Paul Dano, man, he's creepy. He's creepy. No, he I, I, I think I agree that it, it holds up with Dark Knight, I think. Um, I agree. I, I, I love this take on the Batman. It's so different. Um, I'm excited for them to expand on the world. Yeah, definitely. All right, Ty. All right, my number one. number one. I have a tie, a 1A and a 1B. You can hate uh, me for that cop out. I'm going to give you one B first. I know it's going to be on Trey's list. And I actually rewatched it because it was at the very beginning of the year. Um, I wanted to refresh myself to make sure it was worthy of a number one spot. It is everything, everywhere, 
all at once. Um, a multiverse kind esque movie. Um, funny, interesting, thought provoking. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, I've seen it twice now this year. Enjoyed it probably the second time better than I did uh, the first time. Uh, and and it was really a fun movie. And then my one A, I'll give you guys a drum roll. Our very own truly that vow. You should have been up there on my yes. carpet. For my me. Man. You put on a show for me. Um, and and saw Trey's uh, second short film. Uh, it was a blast to watch, a blast to be in. Thanks, brother. Uh, making be making my acting debut. Um, so if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Are you entertained? That vow at the end of your name. Wow. My number one A appreciate, overall. Appreciate uh, you, brother. I didn't even know that was gonna happen. This is like <laughs> a meta podcast now. I like, like you. Okay. I love it. Um. Yeah, so my number 11 movie of the year, uh, my first honorable mention, uh, it's a movie that I, I, again, is up there in the um, most underrated category, I think. It's called Cha-Cha Real Smooth. It's uh, it's on Apple and very emotional. I don't know. I connected with this movie really, like, a lot. It, 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 I think if you guys watched it, it would be in the same breath as Vengeance, truly. Um, just just a really good powerful powerful movie it's about it's about this uh jewish uh dude and he goes to bar mitzvah, mitzvahs and he is the guy who like gets people to dance and he connects with this mom who has an autistic kid and uh it, i don't know it was just really really emotional and good i highly recommend it i feel like i could connect that with like palmer i, I remember i ranked palmer last year very highly yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah, it it it's a it's a good movie. I, I recommend if you uh, have Apple TV. So, all right, uh, that was TV and movies. We're gonna go on to a little bit of music. Uh, this this next category is really hard because of how much you have to dwindle it down. But we're yeah. going to try to do songs. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. You guys down for the challenge? Yes, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, did you do five or ten on this one? I still went with five. Like, I, like I said, I did my absolute best. Um, okay. Yeah, I went with five, and I kept it to one honorable mention just because I felt like that was the easiest way to do it. You know, not every song is gonna be talked about. It is what it is. <laughs> and I basically went about is you know what am I still listening to? That's kind of what I went how I went on about this. My honorable mention here, just the one that I have, is Jimmy Crooks. That song, you know, kind of laying the ground for the her loss there. Um, and speaking of her loss, my number five is a song off of her loss. One of the songs I have enjoyed the most this year is On BS. I love when, you know, duo, you know, it's a joint album. I always look for those tracks where, where are they going back and forth? Like, what are they... You know, where's the real chemistry between the two? And I've listened to On BS the most from her loss, without a doubt. That are back outside, boys. So On BS is my number five song this year. I don't think it gets talked about enough. That's just my take on it, though. Okay. Cade, what, what do you got for us? So I have three honorable mentions. Uh, I have C. Carter by Corday on uh, Corday's album. Pretty I, good. I, yeah, it's just a good song, honestly. There's... Not too much deep into it. Walk in by Denzel Curry. Oh 
This is a really good song. This song. Did you listen to that album? Yes. Is it good? Yes. I, I, you, it's, you, on, it's on my album to listen to list. I haven't got there. You'll, you'll see later. It's pretty good. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, but honestly, the songs, it's long, so it's like a four minute song, but it kind of reminds me of like, this is going to be a bad, but like seeing about me dying of thirst. It's when I just want to sit down, listen to something and just kind of go through it i don't know that's bad explanation that's all right that's all right and then i also for my third honorable mention i have we cry together i love this song it is something different he tried like i have never even heard a song like this and if you think i'm lying i would listen to this on like my way to work just because (laughs) i liked it that much It, it was a awesome. Song. It is definitely crazy. It, it it gave me Eminem vibes, honestly. Yeah, it was awesome. And then uh, for my number five, I have Dreaming of the Past by Ooh, yeah. Minus Kanye. Minus Kanye, we don't support that. But <laughs> I, I love this song. It's just catchy. Yeah, for sure. For Got sure. a good All right. Um, good, good picks. I like them. Uh, let's hear it, Ty. What do you got? Right, I, had, I have 10, so I'll give you my 10 through 5. Um, number 10 is uh, Diet Coke, Push a T. I thought it was really a uh, uh, fun song. Uh, another really fun song at number nine, Just Want to Rock, Lil Uzi. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I always Pretty get, fun. Um, number eight, Cam already mentioned it, Jimmy Crooks. Um, number seven, I think this probably could have been higher, but I put it at the number seven spot, London by Bia and J. If we had another category of verses of the year, I think J. Cole on that song could be verse of the year. He's bloody well right, man. And definitely in contention. Um, and then number six, uh, Churchill Downs, Jack Harlow, and Drake. Another uh, verse of the year by Drake uh, in contention on that song. Went absolutely crazy. Please don't um, have that album on your list, please. And then number five, my number five song of the year, um, another song that just always gets stuck in my head, Tyler, the Creator's verse on this, and Pharrell produced this song, oh, um, Cash In, Cash Out, 21 Savage, Tyler, the Creator. Nice. Love that song. Um, I, I, some people don't really like the beat, but I really enjoyed Pharrell's beat. On I hit the beat in a fur hat. That's my number five. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. Um. These are honorable mentions, so I'm going to give my top 10, obviously, on the OG pod. So I'll give you 20 through 15. Uh, Cuff It by Beyonce, number 20. Uh, and these, honestly, are in just any which way order. On it. It's hard to do these songs um, this deep into it. Uh, 19, Ty already said it, Diet Coke by Pusha T. Uh, 18, I wanted to show a little love to Dua Lipa because she had a monster of a year. But uh, Sweetest Pie by Megan Thee Stallion and Dua Lipa. Uh, 17, I think you all will enjoy this pick. Poland by Lil Yachty. (laughs) I should have put that on my list. Uh, yeah, I really, this song started off as a joke and meme, but low-key I vibe with it, not gonna lie. Hold on, hold on, we need to pause on Poland real quick, because let me, let me show you how big of an impact this had on the Don, because I didn't, first of all, I didn't even know Trey had SoundCloud, let me be or clear Or knew about who that. Lil Yachty was. Yeah, or knew who Lil Yachty was in the first place, so for him to come out of the blue and send this song to us, I, I had heard it the day prior. So, like, I wasn't on the wave, but, like, I was like, okay, this is kind of good. And then Trey sent it to me, and I was shocked that he he was on that. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. 
if the dawn is sending you meaningless trap just know it is it is big stuff yeah <laughs> it is big that's fair yep love I mean, that song great song it is dope it is dope uh this uh next one it it, it hasn't it, it's fairly new so uh it doesn't have like staying power with me because it's kind of fresh but uh it's called blind by SZA. it's probably my favorite one off of that album uh i really really enjoyed that album um so i guess we'll see if it makes any y'all's list but uh blind by SZA, and then 15 is dance now by jid and kenny mason love that song um it's super dope one of the best I think that's the one. It's not my fit, personal favorite off of uh, Forever Story, but I think it's the one where it intersects popularity and like critical acclaim. So uh, I, I chose Dance Now. Uh, yeah, let's keep it rolling though. Cam, you're up. Uh, give us your number four. All right. Some some people might be hot in this chat that this is down there. It's Savior by Kendrick Lamar. Baby Kim. Yeah, I, I love this song. The opening was the opening's awesome. Future said get a money counter. But he's not your <laughs> I, I, I just I yeah, this song's awesome, you know, especially for Kendrick with you know, everyone's like, Oh, this is it. Kendrick's saving rap, Kendrick's saving this, Kendrick's saving that. For him to come out and to release this song was just crazy. Like I, I love it. I love every part of it. I will listen to this song for a long time to come. I, I think this is the best song on this album i'm ready to say that i don't you know some people might agree they might not whatever it is i like this song a lot i like it i like it um you know how i feel about uh, this album yeah. so uh, yeah i love it uh Cade, what's yours for my four i have uh dance now you said it perfectly it intersects popularity critical acclaim and w the one thing i was going to say is when you listen to a jid album these are the songs you're expecting and looking for because this is the type of quality you want. And when you listen to it, you're just like, yeah, kind of like it's off this gross, kind of like off these. Yeah, sure. All right, Ty, you're up with four. My number four, um, off of a recent album, album Her Loss, Rich Flex. No, oh, yeah, big one. You do something, man. <laughs> love that song, love that album. Uh, really, uh, 21 and Drake are becoming one of my favorite duos. Um, Will so he be going on the tour? I uh, I would love to see them on tour. Will we be going live podcast from the 21 Drake tour? <laughs> yes, there we go. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we can make that happen. We'll get backstage with them. That would be lit. <laughs> uh my number 14 song of 2022. Uh, you may not have heard this. It's uh, it's the female rapper on T, uh, TDE. Her name's Dochi, Dochi. I don't know how to pronounce it, to be honest. But the song is called Crazy, and it is a crazy song. It's actually really, really good. Highly recommend if you haven't heard it. Um, it's just, it's a wild song. So, yeah. Uh, Cam, keep it All right, I have two. I have two here, but one doesn't count because I think it was technically released a, a long time ago. Was the Elton John uh, remix, the or Dua Lipa, the Cold Heart? I think that was technically released a while ago, wasn't it? I don't know. It's a great I song. I won't fact a, you. I, I sing it all the time in my head, but I have a number three that's from this year as it is. But I wanted to throw that out there because I've heard that song and like it's been in my head for a long time. And I and I sing it. And I'm like, this is just a vibe. It is a vibe for sure. <laughs> but my my number three to 
follow that up as well. So like these are both number three because I wasn't sure. Was uh, Wait For You by Future and Drake. I'm very high on this Future album. I know not everyone loves Future in this podcast, but I am a part of the Future Hive. And Wait For You is like, it's that popularity and quality song, you know, that classic Future Drake. But it's a different, you know, you don't get a Future singing song with it with Drake singing. Like, normally that doesn't happen. That's with Thames, right? Yeah, and Thames, yeah. You don't get where they both sing quite a lot. And I thought this was neat. It was a fun thing to do. That was she's good. She's kind of been a breakout artist. Uh, she, she's good. Yeah, yeah but the, the thing about that song, and I want to throw this out there, too, is, like, she already made that song. Oh, and I they just kind of hopped on it, but they put they gave her a feature, but she already made that. If that makes sense, I Definitely. learned that when it came out. I did not know that. Okay, Ty, you're up. Uh, no, or no, Cade's up. Oh, sorry, I skipped Cade. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> now, for number three, I have Jimmy Crooks. This was wow. the single savior of honestly never mind i disagree the only reason i came back to that album i disagree i think drake and 21 is just too good there's a reason they did a joint album together and i really like this song just because the the lyrics the flow they're just they're both just going in okay that's really all I, I think a lot of I think love massive by drake is being slept on i think that's a good song on there a lot of love for uh jimmy crooks on this podcast all right, uh, Ty, keep it going for us. My number three, I had a tie. I know there's some scrutiny on, on a lot ties. Of ties. By two, they're two different artists, too, which makes it a little bit worse. Um, my second favorite song on Mr. Morale, Big Steppers, N95. Uh, Ooh, good one. That was my. That was the other one I was going back and forth with. So that is uh, 3A, 3B, uh, Distraction by Polo G. I think that's his best song of the year. Uh, I come back to that song all the time. I listen to it on a, on a weekly basis. Uh, it's uh, quintessential Polo G right there. Uh, and uh, got to see him do it live. Uh, that also helped. Uh, so, yeah, those are my number three songs of the year. Uh, I'm going to piggyback Ty. My number 13 song of the year is N95 by Kendrick Lamar. Um, I just think it's not my personal favorite off of the album. I think again, it intersects kind of the popularity. Uh, it's probably the most popular song on the album, maybe, um, in terms of like chart topping. But, I think um, pretty high up too. I, 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 I remember hearing N95 on like Des Moines radio. That's what I mean. Like, oh, that, wow. I don't know if like savior savior is like, one of if not the best song on the album i i just think n95 had that kind of popularity flair to it so that's why i included it on this honorable mention list um but yeah it's just kendrick is so intentional with everything he does and every song he makes and it, it i can go on and on but we don't want to be here for that long so uh just a great great song so n95 kendrick lamar cam keep it going all right, here we go. I, I'm very high on this song. I have been ever since it came out, and every time it comes on, I vibe with this song, and it's Diet Coke by Pusha T. Big Pusha T fan, and I love the I love the production. I love Push Pusha's energy on not only this album, but also this, uh, this song in particular. I think this song, as like a halfway point kind of in the album, as a single, I, it just gives you that, that energy for the back half. I, I love this song. This song's awesome. I can't get I can't stress enough like 
for it to be co- released or like middle to earlier in the year and me to still like go back to it is, is a big deal so yes. i would also i would also say it's kind of has a comedic aspect to it kind of yeah you want to diet coke that's a joke right like yeah. i don't know i i always thought it was funny and it also kind of reminds me of like sort of like if you know you know in a way yes. not not like the song but like what he's saying he's like you know I always think about if you know you know you know broke players in ball shorts coaching at the side of the ball courts and then it's like you know you go to Diet Coke and there's similar lines in a way I can't think off the top of my head I just had it but you know wording this sentence has gotten to me but you know there's there's similar sentences you know similar lines in that one so respect respect all right Cade what do you got my number two I have Savior by Kendrick Lamar and I think this uh, it's kind of the song that kind of like defines the album like if you had to pick one song for me that would be it yeah but if you if you also argue with me i on most of the songs on this album i would have probably also just be like yeah that's fine i can respect that i can argue if you want (laughs) (laughs) well i'm saying i would probably end up agreeing with you because there are so many to pick from i just tried to not have mine flooded with Kendrick Lamar. So I feel like I feel like the one I would say to combat you on this, you would think would be like last on the list though. Okay, what is it? Probably the last song. I think Mother Sober is the crux. I was actually that and Auntie Diaries were the two competing with Savior to get that spot. I don't like I don't know if it's my personal favorite. I just think it is the thesis of the album. It, like, the heaviest? Yeah. It may be, but I think I think Savior sets the tone for the rest of the album. Like, you know, because the whole album is so different than what you kind of expected from him being gone so long. So, like, him saying he's not your savior is a way of saying he's not just going to do what you want him to do. So I would argue that, that while, the, I, while the lyrics may not be more thematic, yeah thematical but i think the energy of the song kind of shapes and that's that's fair there's so many layers to this album i think on the surface yes like he's coming out and saying i'm not your savior i'm not saving hip-hop i'm saving myself but i think even deeper than that mother sober um he's dealing with his trauma head on and thus that propels him to save himself i don't know i could go on and on bro i for me I think the closest second was Auntie Diaries. I just think that one's the he- the heaviest on the album for me. I just think it's really interesting. You, there's a lot to choose from, dude. It's, yeah, there really is. Like I said, if you argued, I'd probably end up saying, yeah, that's that's respectable. All right, all right. Ty is up for number what two? My number two, uh, I think it's been said by all of us, is Dance Now. Uh, by Jay. It has not been said by all of us because I did not say it. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, I really like this song. Um, as, as we like to say on this podcast, it is a bop. Um, it, it, it embodies that kind of, you know. And if you haven't seen the music video for uh, for Dance Now, it's one of my favorite music videos that I've seen in a while. Nice, uh, nice. So check that out. Uh, yeah, Dance Now, J-I-D. All right. My number 12 honorable mention of 2022 is As It Was by Harry Styles. Like y'all say, it's just a bop. It's a radio hit, and it, it's a it has the staying power. Yeah. Um, I will say Harry Styles should stick to singing and not acting. Let's keep keep the singles coming. Uh, I, maybe don't quit that day job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all right. Uh, let's keep it rolling. And with the number ones, Cam, what do you got? 
All right. Speaking of radio hits, I have a song from the very beginning of the year. I don't know if it technically dates back to the year before. Don't care. The album was this year. And that is Out of Time by The Weeknd. A different vibe for me. I, I cannot get this song out of my head. Like, every time it comes on, I just want to sing to it. And, like, its place in the album is also fantastic. But I am sticking with this one. Out of Time has been my number one song this year. Don't you dare touch that dial. <laughs> uh, have you seen the music video for that song i have not watched the music video no it, it, it's awesome you should check it out like this song i don't know i i liked it it was so different from anything on after hours and you know i don fm didn't sit with me the way after hours did but this song definitely did I, like this is the song i think of when i think of after when i think of don fm nope i like it all right Cade, what's your number one song of 2022 uh I think this is cl- clearly my number one, and it may just because of how new it is, but Superhero by Metro Boomin and Future and Chris Brown. Drink. Oh. This song yes. would be an absolute 10 out of 10 for me if Chris Brown was not in it. <laughs> I, I don't really like his part in it, but other than that, Future on the Homelander song being uh, sampled in the background I just think that is so beautiful and sets yeah. the tone for the album. It just, it, yeah, it fits the theme, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it fits it, the theme. If you like themed albums, this is the perfect song for the theme of the album. I uh, thought it was I too like it. it was too recent for me to put it on my on my list. Just That's why. Yeah, I went with that too because I love that song. I was so, going back there, and forth, there but couple, there are a couple songs on that album I, I put that on. Metro Spider. That song is hard. Um, yeah, I, I was going back and forth, but I was like, it's too good. I have to. All right, Ty, give us your number one. My number one, I think you all can probably predict it. Um, I think I was the first to hop on the Savior bandwagon. Uh, <laughs> best song on the album. If you roll the tapes on the Scrub podcast, the last one that we did, we broke down Kendrick's album. I said that this is the most important song on the album uh seeing it live added another element to it uh it re- i really just enjoy the song I, I it's probably my most played song of 2022 i go back to it quite a bit um and every time it, it's one of those songs that every time you listen to it you can kind of take away something different um is one of my favorite things about a lot of kendrick songs yeah. uh, so that's my number one song of, of 2022 uh savior kendrick i love i love the love for kendrick good work boys Okay, my number 11 song of 2022, uh, another kind of radio hit, but I really enjoy it. Uh, it's Vegas by Doja Cat. Uh, I love the Doja Cat. Yeah, it, it goes on uh, the the Elvis theme, uh, the Elvis soundtrack. Uh, it's a fun song. I, I dig it. I dig it. So, all right, let's. Uh, we're we're keeping it rolling. This is the big one, I think, for all of us. It is albums. All right. Um, Cam, are we? You, I assume you did five. Do you want to do any honorable mentions first, or? Um. Yeah. You know, I. <laughs> my honorable mention goes to an album that I was just praising my favorite song on that I did, could not slot into the top five because I didn't. I while I respect that it has to be taken in as like a you know a whole to me anyway. I it just didn't sit with me the way his last one did was Don FM. I like Don FM, but I like After Hours better. Um, so that's the only honorable mention I really want to throw out there. Um, I also, and this is this isn't necessarily an honorable mention, but I enjoyed it. Was Roddy Rich's "Feed the Streets" three? I like that. There, you know, there's some good songs, and Roddy really shows the range. I'm looking for him to bounce back. For, 
after uh you know it's tough to follow up a, a thing like you know please excuse me for being antisocial. that's such a big album for him and then uh what i'm disappointed in was little baby i was not and I, you guys roll the tape. I gave Lil Baby MVP a couple of years ago. I was the first on the Lil Baby wave on this podcast. But this this one did not sit the way my turn did. My turn was like almost groundbreaking for me in a way. I don't know why. But this one uh, really didn't do it for me. So with all that said, my number five goes to, and this album is I, I love it. I don't I don't think I'll be hearing it the rest of this podcast, but I've gone to it probably the most. He was my second play, most played artist was Futures I Never Liked You. For someone like Future to like sustain, you know, not just decency but greatness for this long has has been super impressive. And that first song 7:12 p.m., I heard it and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's how he's that's how he's coming here." And going on to the deluxe with gang affiliated with Lil Dirk. I, I don't know. I just, I like future a lot and I think it's impressive that he can keep his run going. So his, his Grammy nom was warranted in your mind. I think so. I think so. I like, I really like the album uh, and this is so unrelated, but the album cover deserves a 10 out of 10 too. <laughs> All right. You would cop it on vinyl is what you're saying. Oh, certainly. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. Cade, kick us uh, off. Uh, how many do you have here? Uh, for I have two honorable mentions and then top five. Okay. So for my honorable mentions, I have a real light one with Don FM. This one, I liked it, but I never really went back to it. So I honestly can't say too much about it. But Melt, Melt My Eyes, See Your Future by Denzel Curry. This did I, one. Did I put you on? No, you did not. My, uh, my other buddy actually did. You put me on. I just haven't listened to it yet. Right. But. I, I heard a lot of high praise, and the last thing I had heard from Denzel Curry was Ultimate. That, yeah. that song. Yeah. <laughs> I am the one, the one. <laughs> but this album is very – I was expecting something like Ultimate, and that's not what I got. But it is a beautiful that's album. I like Yes. It is something very different than what I was expecting, and I'm actually really excited for his next thing now. Uh, but at number five, I have – what I have said multiple times, the best producer album of all time, Heroes vs. Villains. The beats on this album, the features on the album, the theme overall. Yeah, yeah. The theme is perfectly set. And I don't think, I think in terms of sticking to one theme for an album, I think it does it best. Like, I think it's up there. Surprise. That's all I got for it. All right. Ty. So I have 10. Um, I do have two honorable mentions. Not really honorable mentions, kind of like dishonorable mentions. <laughs> I, I had higher expectations for both of them. Um, KM already mentioned the Lil Baby album. Uh, I was disappointed that I had higher expectations for it. And Pokemon Hall of Fame 2, I had higher expectations for that as well. Um, there are some really good songs in there, but it's just super bloated and um, way too many uh, songs on there that could have been left off. So those are my two uh, honorable mentions. And then uh, I'll give you my 10 through 5. I, I know I'm going to catch some flack for number 10 because I know none of you guys like it. But Come Home, The Kids Miss You, Jack Harlow. I really, I liked it more than a lot of people. I think there are some really good songs on yeah, there. Yeah, I would say there's good songs. 
No, I hope he doesn't win. He does not deserve to win the Grammy for that album. But okay. I think it was a better album than what you guys give it credit for. Um, number nine, another producer album, God Did, DJ Khaled. Wow. I think there are some really good songs on there. Wow. Um, it's not a great album cover to cover, but there are some really good songs on there um, that I continuously go back through throughout the year. Is God Did the best song? Um, yeah. The Jay-Z verse yeah. alone? The, that song is a little too long. Like they, I constantly go back to, but it is really good. Uh, number eight, Cam didn't think he, we'd be hearing it on uh, the rest of the pod, but I never liked you, Future. Let's go. I really enjoyed this album, uh, and I'm not the biggest Future guy, but I like this uh, album a lot. I like this Future more than uh, his kind of other egos, if you will. Um, so I, I enjoyed. Uh, I never liked you by Future. Number seven from a bird's eye view, Corday. I there are like a couple of songs that I go back to constantly. Um, Coach Carter. No. Um, One for I'm, me. I'm not sure where my heart is headed. Is it Parables? Um, I don't know. There's a couple of songs on there that I go back to constantly that warrants it this high on my list. Um, number six. I think everyone has said it. Maybe not Cade, but uh, it's almost dry by Push a T. That's my number six album of the year. I don't um, think anybody said it. <laughs> well, it's okay. It, it, it may be coming for, for you guys. I, don't I know. have a feeling it'll probably be coming for at least K, Cam. And then my number five is where I'll leave you guys. Uh, Don FN, The Weeknd. Hey. Uh, I really like this album. It kind of it, it didn't have the staying power, as, as you guys say, because it came out so long ago at the beginning of this year. But it still has those songs that still come up and get stuck in your head. So I'll uh, give the weekend my number five spot at don fm love love don fm um you won't hear it on my list if that gives you any indication uh okay so i listened to uh close to 40 albums this year so this is about half of mine um so number i'm gonna give you 20 through 15 here a lot of hip-hop here because i have some non-hip-hop in the upper half of my list on the overall list if, if you are a fan of the brand, you probably have seen my hip-hop list. Um, so this inner, inner sprinkles uh, non-hip-hop. So uh, my number 20 album of uh, 2022 is Love for Rent by Smino. Number 19 is Soul Sold Separately by Freddie Gibbs. Number 18 is King's Disease 3 by Nas. Number 17, Drill Music in Zion by Lupe Fiasco. Number 16 is Herbert by Absol. And number 15 is Laughing So Hard It Hurts by Mavi. Any uh, any thoughts, uh, comments on any of those? Okay. Nice work. All right, Cam, keep it rolling. Yeah, I, I don't need to say too much about this because, you know, Cade just hit on it, was Heroes and Villains by Metro Boomin. You know, I... I, I left Superhero out due to recency bias, but that's not because I didn't like it enough. It's because I think I like it too much at the current moment. But I, I'm ready to say the album as a whole has really sounded. You know, I remember Cade playing the first song with me, just that Don Tolliver song. I was like, whoa, this song's crazy. Um, I'm going with, uh, yeah, so sticking with that, I love Superhero. I, lo I really love Metro Spider. Metro Spider might be one of my favorites on there. 
uh, yeah, it sits below Super. But like as a theme, you know, you see the hero. The way I took, you know, the front half of the album for me felt like the hero, and that was Future for some for some reason, which is hilarious that I think he chose Future as like his hero or Twenty One, whoever you want to pick. But then like the weekend plays the villain, which I thought was really neat. And for you know a producer to put all of that together is really impressive. It's something I've never really seen before. Best producer producer album ever. Yeah, I think I could say that. I need to listen to this album. I haven't pressed play yet. You definitely do, Trey. He heard The weekend and now he's in. Trey, I really think <laughs> you would like this album. Okay. Yeah, it's super good. Okay. I might just press play here soon. All right. Uh, what are we on here? Kate. Cade? Me. I have uh, what Ty said I didn't have. Push a T. It's almost dry. <laughs> this album has no skips until the last three songs. And for Pusha T is not an artist that I'm looking out for a ton. He's kind of one where I see he has an album. I'm like, oh, I might listen to that. And then I started listening. And I saw Uzi. At the time, I saw Kanye. Not anymore. But <laughs> I saw is Jay-Z, right? Yeah, he's on there. Yeah, and I saw Jay-Z. The features on this album are insane. You got songs that go from rock and roll to Diet Coke to Dreaming of the Past to... Uh, open air neck and wrist neck and wrist is so good that song just flows i just there's not a huge theme for me to this album but just the songs in general are just cocaine huh (laughs) i mean that's just push a t right yeah (laughs) Uh, okay um ty what are we on Four. Number four for me uh, has already been said, so I don't have too much to add. Heroes and Villain. Heroes and Villain came out. It came out recently, uh, so I mean, if I sit on it some more, it could be, has potential. I think to go higher. But this album is really good from cover to cover. Uh, I do suggest that you listen to it. Try. I do even think that you would enjoy it. Wow. Um, wow. But yeah, Heroes and Villain. Metro Boomin did his thing on it, uh, and had a lot of good collabs on there. Uh, really, really good album. Okay. Uh, my number 14 album of 2022, probably got and never heard of this rapper and or album. Uh, it's Cheat Codes. It is the producer Danger, Danger Mouse and the iconic rapper Black Thought. Just soulful samples and bars, 90s vibes, um, just straight boom bap hip hop, and I'm all about it. If you're looking for a little old school vibe, check it out. Cheat codes. All right, Cam. Keep it rolling. All right. I think a lot of us are going to have this this one. And I, I know all of us, except for, I don't know where Trey's throwing it, but I know all of us have this probably within this, around this number. And it's Her Lost by 21 and Drake. Um, first of all, the surprise album is always, it always has more value. The surprise album always has more value. Um yeah, their chemistry on it was great. Um, it was really nice to see Drake bounce back after Honestly Nevermind, which, you know, some people say it was a dumpster fire. I, I enjoyed some songs on Honestly Nevermind, but this is the Drake I always look for, where he puffs out his chest and he claims that he's better than everybody. This is the type of Drake, the songs like Views, the songs like The Ride. Those are the songs I always look for. And you get songs like On BS, obviously Rich Flex. Uh, I love Back Outside Boys with just Drake. Uh, Circo Loco has an awesome sample from Daft Punk. I just thought this whole album from, you know, it's nice to see Drake give a full effort cover to cover sometimes. 
So I, I was just very impressed. And 21 is no slouch on here. He's, you know, he started out lower than, you know, lower than Drake with sneak in. But even he held his own on that. Now he's he is on par with Drake right now. Like rapping for rapping is what I'm saying. Not like artist. Rapping for rapping, he's right there with Drake. Okay. Right. Kane, what's your what's your three? For my three, I have The Forever Story by J.I.D. I think when we heard it was releasing, based on his previous stuff, we knew he was gonna be a star. But this was just that he he hit the step he needed to where if he does it again, he is going to be looked at very highly. This album is beautiful from Take the torch. He's getting the torch yes. from the dream. Yes. This album's beautiful from the rapping to the storytelling to the slowing it down to talking about deeper points. I just I love this album and it's so fun. I do want to I do want to interject one thing. So did you go back and re-download it after they added 2007? I didn't know. Um, I would highly recommend if you listen to it in order, it rounds out the story in a really cool way. So I recommend. Okay. That. I, I definitely will. No and, like uh, probably my favorite song off this album. My favorite would be Crag Sandwich. I love, I love the story at the end where they're fighting in the street as a family. That's just awesome. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a dope album for sure. Yeah. All right, Ty, your three. I, I have a feeling our top threes are gonna be. Very, Very similar. similar. Yeah. Um, my number three is also The Forever Story by Jenny Jid. Um, Cade pretty much touched on all of it, but uh, I was really blown away. It, it exceeded my expectations, um, this album did. Uh, not a whole lot of uh, skips on there. And uh, what, yeah, What's your favorite song? Oh, I would say Surround Sound or Dance Now, um, okay. just for like the, the fun vibes. I didn't think about it. My favorite song on it is uh, Cody Blue 31. Uh, that that uh, you can't can't be changed. I don't know it off. The one with Ari Lennox, that four might be the best uh, run of the whole year. Just amazing. That's a bold. That's a bold statement, but whatever. Uh, and uh, my number thirteen album of twenty twenty two is Wasteland by Brent Fiers. Very toxic, very dark, very uh, R and B vibes. I love it. That's all it is. All right, keep it going. All right, see, our top threes may be very similar, but I know I'm probably the differentiator here at number two. And I've always I've always ranked this guy very highly. I think very highly of his music, and it's it's almost dry by Pusha T. I'm always so high on Push, and I don't know. I think it's just the quality that he always brings. Like you know what you're getting. You yeah sure you know you're gonna get a lot of the same stuff, but you're always getting quality with this man. And to follow up an album like Daytona seemed like an impossible task, which seems. Kind of funny because it's like, how do you follow up a seven song album and say that's hard to follow up? But, you know, right off the rip with Brambleton, I really liked the energy from Brambleton. It kind of set it was like, OK, this is something different than it's almost than uh, than Daytona. It had different energy It was like, OK, let's do this. And then Let the Smokers Shine the Coops just had the coolest beat. Like that beat was incredible. And he killed it like. And he and I love how he took that task on by himself. He didn't ask. He didn't want to feature on that one. And then obviously Diet Coke. 
And I think my biggest sleeper on this one would be Call My Bluff. It's, it seems like, you know, the fact that he's like semi-whispering over the whole song kind of gives you the, the fact that like, you know, you're almost kind of trying to keep it quiet. You know, you never know if police are around. I don't know. I just found the whole album very interesting. And while it may be very similar to Daytona, I thought it was an awesome follow-up. I think the production on It's Almost Dry is better than than uh, Daytona. Daytona, in my opinion. I humble. agree. Yeah, I agree. And I think that was tough to match. Is like That's no small feat to you know up your production from Daytona. Right. I think it's cool how half was Kanye, half was Pharrell. I think I agree. Kind of the two sides of the coin with it. It's cool. Yeah, right. but I, and I think that kind of goes into my point about quality is like you never hear a bad, you know, musically, it's never bad. It's, you know, is Push going to bring it? And he, it seems like he always does. Yeah, for sure. He's the uh, cocaine's Dr. Seuss. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is cocaine's Dr. Seuss. All right, uh, let's hear it, Cade. What do you got? Uh, for my second big surprise, I have Her Loss by Drake. I This album <laughs> ah, saved Drake this year. It saved him. <laughs> he got lucky. No, but honestly, to come back from my big disappointment and to come back, Drake basically just rem- reminded everyone, hey, I'm not washed. Like, I still run this. And... I love the song. I love the random shots he was sending out throughout the album, but yeah. the song that takes it. You didn't have to do that one. What? The Megan the Stallion one. I didn't. Yeah. I don't know. I think that one might be the funniest. Like, because I can't tell. I think that's what's funny about it is like I can't tell if he's serious or not. <laughs> but he does it to the point where like you're not sure if he's talking about them. Because did you see how people yeah, think he's not even talking about her? No, I, he always is subliminal with it. He, he said is. Stallion. Come on. He, he said Stallion. He we is. know who he's but, talking about. Yeah. Surprisingly, my favorite song, Circo Loco. That song <laughs> is just, it just rolls. It's awesome. It is. That, yeah, it's a vibe for sure. It's an awesome sample, by the way. Yeah. I think Kate and I have the exact same top four. Uh, number two is uh, Her Loss. Drake. I think we all have the same number one. Yeah. <laughs> not a, not might whole, be true. Not a whole lot of notes. Uh, I was just super pumped that this album came out. Just felt like we needed this from Drake to remind us that he is him. <laughs> he is him. <laughs> okay, I'm going to keep it rolling so you guys can talk about Kendrick. Uh, <laughs> Spoilers. Hey, dude. Uh, my number 12 album of 2022 is Ari Lennox. It is Age, Sex, Location, the Dreamville singer. Um, just a really fun album. Uh, it's kind of about the dating life and kind of coming from the era of like AOL chat room. And uh, that's kind of the theme of this album. And it, it's really good. It's a, it's a solid vibe if you're, if you're in need of some R&B lady singing. Um, and it's good. Age, sex, location, number 12. But brrrr, y'all want to collectively say it? or yeah. yeah, I mean, I think we all have the same number one. I'm just happy that y'all landed on the true number one album of this year. I'm glad we don't have any variation, so let's hear oh, it. Oh, he just spoiled it. He just spoiled his number one. He <laughs> just spoiled it. It's K-Dot, Mr. Yeah. Morale and the Big Steppers. Sir. Mr. Wow. Who wants to talk first? Like, how do we want to do this? Because we all 
I, I'll, I'll start off. I think this album, I, initially when I listened to it, I was kind of disappointed. And that's kind of different from normal Kendrick uh, music that he puts out. But this album grew on me immensely from the first listen to, you know, how many times I've listened to it throughout the year. Um, it, it really is uh, thought-provoking and has multiple layers to peel back. Um, and it really is one of those albums that every time you listen to it, you can pull away something different. Um, and I think Trey and I saw him live. He's supporting the merch right now. I am. Um, that really um, added to how much I liked it after seeing him perform. And he really is a showman. Um, I thought him and Baby came together. That was just so much fun to actually experience that, um, which made me enjoy this album even more. Um, still listening to it um, to this day. This so, day. That, that, Shout out Hakeem. I say on Mr. Morale. Uh, can I can, can I say one quick thing because yes. I, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be on my list. It probably will be on my list for the OG podcast. Um, I know this sounds super corny, but I feel like it's needed to be. It needs to be said. I listened to this album not in full, but at least partial, probably every day since it's come out. Um, I feel like there is so much to learn from the theme, from each song, from different lines. There's so there's so many layers that you can pull back and learn. And as corny as it sounds, like this album has contributed to my self growth. Um, I, I sincerely believe that, and I don't really care if it sounds corny. Um, this is an important album, and the crazy part of Ty saying that it grows on you, I think it's designed to do so. It's so meta because it's an album about therapy and self-growth. It's intended to grow on you as an album. I just think it's so brilliant, and it's such a masterpiece of an album that it will be talked about for, for years to come. Um, I'll stand on the soapbox on the OG podcast and really break it down, but I just wanted to say a little bit. Um, I want to hear what you guys have to say about it, though. Yeah, sure. I mean, I can I can go a little bit, and you know, we even Trey mentioning like each line, each song. I mean, that doesn't even begin to touch. Like, I mean, you can still look at the album cover and their stuff. Just having Kodak Black on the album is another thing. Like all those little things, he never he never misses any. He never leaves any stone unturned. But it's it's up to you to go unturn them, which is the neat part. Yeah. But it. Also, again, I, you know, I can echo the fact that this one definitely grew on me. I, I think my most underrated song on here would be Silent Hill with Kodak Black. Because, you know, like all that's going on with him and then, you know, this album to be about like therapy and, you know, self-growth and whatever. I think it's a natural thing to, you know, you go on this essentially journey with Kendrick Lamar, you know, through his. And first of all, it ends in a question mark. It's like. You know, he's gained this, but where does he go from here is kind of what you want to know. And it also takes a second for you to look at yourself and be like, okay, well, where am I going to go? And I just thought it was incredible. Like, the first time I was like, oh, this is not really what I wanted. But I think, I I don't think Kendrick was in it for what we wanted. He was in it for what, not, not what we needed, what he needed. And in turn, that's what everyone felt like they needed, too. It was crazy. It was yeah, insane. That's- that's that's spot on. Yeah, beautifully said. Yep. The I don't have you guys said a lot. It grows. I think that's kind of the 
what you can the one word you can say about the album is growth but yes when it came out i wasn't it wasn't what i was expecting and i honestly wasn't too happy with it but for for a whole month of work i would say maybe three weeks i would play this album just front to back and every single time i love i loved it more and more i love i swear he just put a paper on the wall that said what's wrong with the world and then he's like all right we're gonna talk about it it was it was awesome i think though that it does such a beautiful job of like it it makes you look inward at yourself Uh like it each each song i personally think this is an 18 part therapy session for kendrick but yet it's so meta in the fact that it makes us do that as well um I don't know. I just think the world can grow from listening and actually dissecting this album. Um, I I just think it's brilliant and it will only grow with time. There's Uh, definitely songs that resonate more to people because of just the talking points in them. But that's what's beautiful about it, I think, because like we said, there's not a clear favorite because it's really what you decide resonates with you and what helps you. And I, I also think it, the perfect appetizer to the album was the heart part five. It really like laid the groundwork. Um, I don't know. I could say so much about Kendrick and this album. It, it It's my second favorite Kendrick album. And I, I'm glad y'all landed at number one with it because it, it's deservingly so in my humble opinion. So, yeah, that's all I have for that. You guys have anything else? Oh yeah, I, I didn't even reveal my number eleven. My number eleven is "Melt My Eyes, See Your Future." Uh, super dope album. I wasn't, uh, I didn't press play on anything Denzel Curry until this album. But to my understanding, it's more introspective from his previous work, and that's kind of my my jam. Um, I, I wrote a little bit about it on my hip hop list, so I won't go fully in detail. If you want to hear my breakdown, go read that. But uh, I do think there's a theme kind of hidden throughout that album, and it's very the sound is cohesive, and it's a uh, it's a really cool cool album. Walk in one of my favorite songs of this year. So I'm glad it made 11. I'm glad it was that high. For it. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's good. It's solid for sure. Okay, let's keep it rolling. Um, do you guys have sports? Do you guys have? Do you want to skip sports moments, or do you have them? Let's skip. I'm fine. I'm fine skipping, but I, I, I yeah. I have some good ones that I want to. Touch okay, on. you can just I, yeah. And if you if you throw mine out there, I'll I'll jump in. Okay, I'll, I'll just I'll breeze through mine then really quick. I have ten. Um, I'll just go through really quick. Uh, Jeffer- Justin Jefferson with his incredible one-handed catch. That is yeah. one of the coolest catches I've seen um, live on the TV. Uh, that was really cool. Uh, Roger Federer and Serena, Serena Williams retiring from uh, tennis. That was a huge moment. Um, Warriors NBA championship. Thought that was really cool after not uh, making the playoffs and kind of rebuilding and them coming off injuries. Um, pool holes, Albert Pujols chasing 700 home runs. That whole, like, that whole story, like that whole like buildup of like him building up to that was really cool. The Olympics was awesome. The World Cup, uh, I, I, like, I'm not a soccer guy. I don't know if any of us are, are soccer guys. I actually found myself watching and like being invested in in the World Cup and yeah. tip that to Messi for for. Getting- can I jump in here? Yeah, can we can we jump in? I think we're gonna say the same thing. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I came from work, so I only had 30 minutes to really sit down and think. So sports moments was last. 
and I wrote down one. And the one thing I wrote down was, it's called soccer. It's called soccer. The collectiveness <laughs> of America, who doesn't care. We America does not really care about soccer like other nations do. But for all of America to come together just to want to beat England <laughs> is amazing. And I think it was... It was it was good to see some patriotism. It was a lot of fun. Kill the leader. Be bad, Cam. What? You you want to add anything? No, just like all the memes and all the you know all the rallying behind the uh, you could say the flag was just so cool to see. Like I I'm curious to see how the where this goes from here because that's a really young team we rolled. I hope it grows. I hope it continues. To get more popular, actually. Uh, th- this this probably sounds super, like, dumb to say this, but, like, do you think Ted Lasso helped at all? The fact- uh, I'm going to say no. <laughs> okay. I, I, I would say it would, because if people watch that show and they don't really care for soccer, yes. Yeah, yeah it could. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I think it was the fact that it was England was really what it was. After, yes. Even after the... Uh, even after U.S. got eliminated, I still found myself watching and following uh, until Argentina won. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I got four more sports moments here. Uh, I thought March Madness, St. Peter's making it to the Elite Eight. I thought that was really fun um, to follow. That was sick. Um, uh, a Cinderella story, them making it that far. Um, number three, Aaron Judge chasing 62. That was really fun. Except for the annoying part of them cutting from NFL games and other and games. There's an asterisk behind it. Don't yeah. that. But that 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 whole storyline of him chasing it was really cool to follow. Uh, and then number two, uh, if if number one didn't happen, this might have been number one. But Rich Strike in the Kentucky Derby was probably the. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. It's like the odds, right? The, he was had the highest, uh, the lowest odds to win the Kentucky Derby, and he came back from like he was literally in ninth place. And on the last, last uh, half lap or whatever, he came back and won. If you haven't watched the the call of the Kentucky Derby, look it up on YouTube right now. It will give you chills. It is so sick. Um, that's my number two rich strike winning the Kentucky Derby, having the the lowest odds to win. And then my number one, obviously, the Rams winning the Super Bowl. Can I add one more for me? I'm adding one as well. Uh, Nebraska beating Iowa. If any of my friends are listening to this, you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll add two here. Um, number one, not number one, but the one I want to add is the Phillies playoff run. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, was- you know, to see a generational talent like Bryce Harper really get his shot was really neat. Um, to lead that team and then number one this happened like really really early um was Stephen Curry becoming the NBA three-point leader yeah you know the all-time three-point leader I thought I actually saw that shot live uh, of him in the garden there I thought that was really cool a really cool moment you know you don't see a lot of times I mean you're gonna see it this this coming year when LeBron becomes the all-time leading scorer but there's not a lot of times where NBA players you know they just score a basket and they stop the game that's it. Like, that's what they did for Steph Curry. It was really cool to see, especially in the garden, too. That was really neat. So, I'm not going to have any sports because I feel like I'll only have 10 for uh, the OG. But, yeah, you guys hit on a lot of good stuff. I will, did if, you have that one? If you take if you oh, take yeah. away one thing from my sports moment, watch the Kentucky Derby final. It is pretty Sorry, I'm actually going to after this. So. It's awesome. I'll let you know. All right. 
All right, let's kind of all collectively talk about video games. I've played maybe two. Uh, so Call of Duty, <laughs> Modern Warfare 2. Uh, yep. Did Guardians of the Galaxy come out this year too? Yeah, I think it did. I haven't actually finished that game, but from what I played, it was super fun. But I know Cade probably has more, so go I ahead. Two. You can go. Um, the number one I have is it actually won Game of the Year, and I played through a hefty amount of it, but I'm not done because – First of all, let me stress how hard this game is. I killed the very first boss, and people were like, no way you did that. Because a lot of people skip it and then come back to it. It was Elden Ring. And just the amount of, like, you know, the way the world was built. This game was built in a way, a really cool way. Um, George R.R. R. Martin, who wrote Game of Thrones, correct, Trey? Yeah, he wrote the, he wrote the story for this game. And wow. it's a Dark Souls game, which is, like, the hardest style of games. And it was just really, it was a really fun challenge, but like I really found myself kind of caught up in the world of it, really. And I want to, I want to finish the game so I can start a new game plus, but it's a little hard. Um, but yeah, the story in it is really neat. It's super unique adventure, but you also feel yourself getting stronger as you go through it. And it's just an overall fun challenge. Yeah, Elden Ring, that was my number one. And then number two was my super highly anticipated. Uh, it's fairly recent God of War Ragnarok. The very first mission might be the coolest thing I've ever done in a video game. It, it was awesome. I don't want to spoil it for you know whoever might play it, but yeah, God of War Ragnarok, very awesome. No, don't sleep on multiverses. Gotta show that some love. Ty, you got any? I don't have anything to add than COD. But yeah, I haven't played Elden Ring, so it's not on my list. But I do know that that is a generational game. Like, that will be talked about for a while. But to get onto my list, I actually had some really, really fun. Number four, I had Wordle. You guys remember Wordle? Yeah, yeah, that was I remember a- Wordle. That's going to be an all-time classic where you think, where you think back, and it's going to be like 2048 or Doodle Jump. That's up there in that category. Yeah. Uh, I had multiverses. It's a good fighting game with DC characters. I think it's it's really different from other fighting games. It doesn't have like special moves or anything, but it it does have like character specific moves and interesting characters. And I think it's enough of a spin to be different and to succeed in the fighting genre, which is not easy to do. And um, just the fact that they can continue to add yeah. More- and it's free right right and then i had call of duty modern warfare 2 uh copy and paste that's basically what it was but it's fun it's call of duty it's when you shoot them up uh and then number one i had high on life i am not completely done with this game because it is recently came out but this game is very different than a lot of games it's it's by the creators of rick and morty it's really funny like I don't think I've laughed this much since I played Borderlands 2, which was goated, goated game five plus years ago. And it's only 10 hours, but from what I've heard, the or from what I've played, the quests are really fun. It's entertaining, and it's it's definitely worth the play if you can get your hands on it. Probably not for sixty dollars, but the quests are very interesting. And the things it lets you do, it's mainly it's very funny. Cool. All right. Uh, I that's a good wrap on 2022. Can, can anything, more than anything we're looking forward to to 2020 movie. Yeah, anything. Any of the above. 
let's uh let's uh look ahead a little bit to 2023 i don't know if you guys listed anything out but uh i did but i'm ready to be fun to maybe do like each one of us say like a movie we're looking forward to or an album or uh, a tv show or a game or something anybody have anything i i have i have a couple things 2023 is going to be a banger year for video games yeah to start it off the first video game I'm looking out for, Suicide Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Yeah. This, I really hope it's not just like the Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy type game because, I, in my opinion, I don't think those games fare well in terms of replay value. I think they're more money grabs. But this game looks very – like it's going to be very fun. And you, you know the whole thing. They got the animated Batman voice that, who recently died to be yeah. – in it yeah that'll be cool it's gonna be sick yeah for sure um the video game i put was uh the hogwarts one i'm, I'm looking forward to that the open world harry potter game that'll be sick i'll probably yeah. get that and play it i think that game's gonna be awesome if it turns out the way they've been saying it's gonna be yeah i got a, I got a different video game i got forespoken it's a ps it's a playstation exclusive i do believe and it looks it looks really neat and something about magic or some sort. I don't know. I honestly don't know the plot of the game, but it looks really interesting. And I think that's in January it comes out. So I I have two more video games. Do you have any more, Trey? Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. This is gonna be uh, the sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Do you uh, think we'll see him in a in a live action show at some point? That, there's been rumors. May I? It, I'd be happy to see him, but at the same time, I'd also, I think, it'd be cool to just see his story throughout video games. Like I, I don't think he has to be in the movies, because yeah. to me, I've always thought video games were better than movies and TV because you're interactive. Okay. But, and then uh, probably my most excited for game in years, Starfield. This game's being made yeah, by Bethesda. That cool. And any Bethesda RPG that comes out instantly has my attention because Bethesda has made my favorite game of all time in Skyrim. If they make it anything like Skyrim, it's 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 gonna be talked about, and you guys will probably even play it. <laughs> Trey, will play. Maybe, maybe. Well, but it's Xbox exclusive, isn't it? It could be, but no, I think it is. It they just need to make Skyrim in space. That's all they need to do. But Bethesda puts make a lot. It, make it happen. Ty, you have any games you're looking forward to? Um, I mean, you guys hit on the games. True. Uh, everything that. All right, I'll, I'll buzz through mine if you guys just want to do it this way. Uh, an album I'm looking forward to, uh, I just hope that it happens. It's Frank Ocean. Uh, I don't know. It's not oh. confirmed. I just want it to happen. Retweet. Um, TV show and movies, I could list off a bunch. I just put, a you know, one for each just because uh, I'll reveal some more on the other pod. Uh this one actually comes out in January. It's The Last of Us. Uh, oh. it's the video game. Uh, they're making it into a TV show on HBO. Um, the writer is incredible. I've seen him talk multiple times. I listened to his podcast. He did Chernobyl. Uh, it has, what's his name? Pedro Pascal. It has the girl from Game of Thrones. It just ha- It has the makings to be really good. I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, I could put multiple movies here, but I wanted to show this one some love because I thought it would get a rise out of you guys. I put Barbie for my movie. Oh, that's not what I thought. 
You thought it was going to be the other one coming out that day? No, I thought it was going to be another one. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Bar- I'm I'm really looking forward to Barbie. Greta Gerwig does not put out a, a bad movie, and um, Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, the dude who the, the dude from Shang Chi, Will Ferrell, Issa Rae. It's good. It's going to be dope. I have a feeling. So my my movie that I'm looking forward to uh, is Ant Man. Uh, I think future of marvel is kind of dependent dependent on this movie uh who i you asked me like the beginning of last year if marvel would be in this position uh i I think that they are the ant man if this if this movie flops i think marvel's in a really really tough spot um i am hopeful for this movie i think it looks really good though uh uh i'm excited for them finally to start introducing kang the conqueror um and see how how that intertwines into the the mcu um, so really looking forward to that movie. Um, I don't know if I have any. I have uh, high expectations for Kang. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Dope. Seriously. Any TV shows you're looking forward to? I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I know there's a lot. Of, there's some good you need, ones. You need to hop on the succession chain. Train. Yeah. All right. What about you guys? Any movies or TV? Um, yeah, I want to go. I'll go. So for movies, I got a couple. I'm definitely looking forward to Oppenheimer. Like that movie for me, especially a big history, history nerd. I like stuff like that. And Christopher Nolan jumping on Trey's train has never made a bad movie. I know I saw Tenet and hated on it, but I don't care. I don't think it's that bad. You know what I mean? Like it's still pretty good. Uh, I love Christopher Nolan as a director. I think he's awesome. I'm also very excited for, I, which I think is this year, the new Dune movie. Yeah, yeah, I looked it up. It's coming out next. Oh year. yes, so pumped, so pumped for the new Doom movie. Everyone on this podcast knows that I ranked that movie at number one last year, so I'm juiced to see where it goes from there. Super hype on that. Um, album, album. I think for me especially, and I always get hype on this guy, but I think especially this next album for him is going to be an important one is uh any kind of big sean album and he's been hinting at it i think especially for him becoming a father is going to be an interesting you know i think he's a guy that's not afraid of growth and change so to hear him kind of speak in a different light will be very neat um and i already said video games so that's pretty much that cool okay you got anything to add I'm pretty sure this man just ripped Oppenheimer off my list. Did I not mention it just a couple of days ago? I'm pretty sure you ripped it from me, but it's the I don't see it on the list. But Oppenheimer, I'm excited for. I think that's gonna be a really good movie. And then uh, my album is Travis Scott Utopia. I that should be good. I'm really excited. I haven't seen anything since. Uh, I think we're gonna get the fall off by J Cole next year. That'd be sick. That's the thing with J Cole, and like that's why I didn't say J Cole or Frank Ocean is because like I have so much hope, but I just don't think it's happening. And yeah. uh, to round it off for music, anything Baby Keem, it's like crack. Hate <laughs> <laughs> is the Baby Keem fan. You're hey, you're just lucky I didn't put the deluxe at one for my album. <laughs> you could have. I would have flamed you, but you could have. I regret not putting that album number one the year it came out. He has it on vinyl. I think he did. All right, right, guys. uh, That was a fun wrap of 2022. Um, Thanks for listening and um, strapping into a long podcast. Uh, We'll be having our eyes and ears out for 2023, and we'll do this again next December. Uh, Thanks for listening again, and we'll 
catch you guys later. Scrub, 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 scrub.